Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on VOCNation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, VOCNation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at VOCNation. Stream announcer. It's uh, it's Joey Styles in the VOC Wrestling Nation on WNJC Philadelphia worldwide at VOCNation.com. What's going on, Joey? Hey guys, how you doing? Hello, Philadelphia, and hello to the world listening to us on VOCNation.com. Well, welcome back, and uh, I, I'm so happy to have you back here. The last time we saw you actually was at that uh, the old hallowed ECW Arena when we uh, we were broadcasting from that last show there. And uh, was that a little sad for you to, to see that for wrestling in one last time? Um, yes and no. You know, it was sad that it was going to be the last wrestling event at the arena, or at least that's the plan. I understand the new owners having some uh, some zoning and permit issues. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it was a chance for me to say goodbye to the building and to, you know, put that uh, part of me, uh, part of my career behind me and uh, head on home up to, you know, Jersey Turnpike and uh, and back to my job here at WWE.com. It was it was bittersweet. And there you go. Well, Joey, you know you you mentioned your job at WWE.com and and of course working for the WWE. And uh, we had Eric Bischoff on last week, and I asked him a very interesting question. And I know you've never been shy about giving your did opinion. He, did he? Uh, let me ask you a question. Did Eric bury of his uh, bury any of his coworkers on Twitter while on the live show? He did not talk about Jeremy Borash. Or does he only do that at night when he's at the bar? <laughs> you know, that that's that was that was a, that was that was I just don't understand that. I I mean I see Eric, you know, like if if Albert over here was at the at the bar telling people that he owned uh, WNJC and VOC Nation, I might take exception, but I might not put it on Twitter, Joey. Well, maybe maybe you wouldn't believe a random bartender. <laughs> That that he said it, right? And and Jeremy Borash seems like he bleeds TNA. He like that guy does everything for that company. So it's kind of interesting that somebody like Eric would do that. I would say uh, that Jeremy works a lot harder than other people at TNA that make more money than him. Let's put it that way. Yeah, there you go. I I probably would I'm agree there. I'm curious as to what happens next time Jeremy sees Eric, you know, at uh, at their pay per view. I'm just curious how that goes. Yeah, I, I wonder. I want to be a fly on the wall in the backstage area of Impact. I don't know how it would go if I were Jeremy. Yeah, what would you do, uh, Joey? Well, uh, you know, I, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm. Are you peaceful? 
I can be no, I can be I can be aggressive when confronted with conflict. So so if uh, let's say let me, let me put you in this situation then. So if if uh, let's say Mr. Uh, Triple H or Vince McMahon had uh, oh, said something, you're you're Tony. Don't <laughs> 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 All right, John Laurinaitis. John Laurinaitis says something negative about Joey Styles. Are we going to have an altercation? You're talking about three guys who don't have Twitter, and if they did, <laughs> would never be at a bar tweeting. See, again, <laughs> you're, you're not even in in the same ballpark. You would, you would be, you know, it, it would have to be somebody in, like, you know, middle management production who did it. But let's not, no, I mean, no. D- Dixie Carter is the owner there. Let's, let's not, <laughs> please. All right, okay, all right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. But Mr. Bischoff did comment on Ric Flair possibly being involved in the WWE Hall of of Fame ceremony this year. And I want to ask you, in your opinion, should should Impact Wrestling, should TNA allow Ric Flair on WWE TV for this year's WrestleMania Hall of Fame induction? Absolutely. What's the downside for them? That's what I'm saying, and and that's kind of the overwhelming uh, public uh, public opinion on this is that there's it's only exposure for for TNA like the WWE could put a blurb on there and say you know Impact Wrestling performer Ric Flair whatever they what they wanted to do which we won't that would make us morons <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well you don't even have to do that but he's still known for being in their organization and they get exposure from it yeah fans who know know fans who don't know don't know and then some may choose to figure out what he's doing and there's no downside for them whatsoever and if they don't let him go uh they come off as classless so uh it's actually a a, a pretty good chess move by wwe in your opinion you know what and you know and and the truth is you put you you put competition aside and i I don't really think there's a whole lot of competition between the organizations that you know i mean in terms of the day-to-day conversations we have here they, they never come up but uh, you know, being that there is a Hall of Fame that honors everybody from every organization that's ever existed now, WWE has taken it upon themselves to be the steward of wrestling history, and you're inducting the Four Horsemen, and Ric Flair belongs there. So, you know, induct them. Uh, you know, absolutely. I, I, I can't imagine that anyone at TNA w- would would not want that to happen because, again, to to start TNA to work at TNA or any wrestling company, you have to love this business, and that means that you love honoring the history of the business and those that came before us, and and you would let Ric Flair go ahead and, and you know do the right thing for everybody, for the business. Absolutely. Now, you did mention that the WWE Hall of Fame has really become a universal kind of wrestling Hall of Fame. Actually, uh, super, it was controversial last year because superstar Billy Graham outspoken about the fact that Abdul the Butcher went in and never really wrestled a, uh, a televised WWE match. So I want to ask you, because you're mostly associated, most commonly associated with ECW, is it time to put one of the top performers from that era into the WWE Hall of Fame, like a Tommy Dreamer or a Sandman or some of the people that put that that organization on the map? I would say my opinion, and I have no idea how WWE management feels about this, but my opinion next year with uh, WrestleMania and the Hall of Fame in the New York, New Jersey area, I think Paul Heyman, the founder of ECW, and ECW, which was the blueprint for the cruiserweight division in WCW and the blueprint for the Attitude Era in WWE, I do believe that the uh, the mad scientist of Extreme, the founder of ECW, a man who had a phenomenal managerial career managing several world champions, as well as a great career as a color commentator, Paul Heyman should go into the Hall of Fame. Absolutely no question about it. Um, 
absolutely. Vern Gagne went in. Um, uh, Eddie, Eddie Graham went in. There's, there's absolutely no reason that you wouldn't put Paul Heyman in the Hall of Fame. And I think doing it next year um, in New York, in the New York area, is the time to do it. Absolutely, very well put. And maybe, maybe you kind of incorporate Brock Lesnar into WrestleMania as part of that that little uh, grouping there. What do you think about that? I have no idea what Brock's <laughs> relationship is with WWE. And uh, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll just we'll just be left no, to. Uh... I say I think what he accomplished was phenomenal. I mean, he he certainly didn't wind up with the greatest win loss record in MMA history. But no question for him to leave WWE in his prime, which was unpopular. And again, I don't know that it was the best thing for him financially. And then to try and go make the NFL. I know he did fall short. I was actually at his last. Uh, preseason game with the Vikings. It was in Atlanta. I was living there uh, briefly, uh, not briefly enough, and I saw him get a sack uh, towards the end of the game. And then to go into mixed martial arts and to make the impact he did main eventing, uh, it just it, it speaks to the, the unbelievable natural athleticism he has. And, and to be honest, he should have never returned after his illness and still returned. You know, and and I think that had Brock never gotten sick and was 100% healthy, I think you you possibly would still see him as a UFC heavyweight champion. Absolutely, and and Joey, you know, he really did put MMA into a whole different perspective on a national level because he really brought a lot of wrestling fans with him and now at these conventions you see we see them we go all around the country to these wrestling conventions and uh, and you see the fans and they're just as interested in MMA as they are in wrestling now and I think that is a direct tie to the impact that Brock Lesnar had on that sport I, I think that that Brock does deserve some credit for that which in turn means that WWE deserves credit for that for making Brock a star and, uh, you know, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy for Brock. I'm happy for what he accomplished. Um, I'm happy that he is, is in, uh, WWE 12, the video game. I think that's really cool and it's really fun to be Brock. Um, you know, it was fun to watch Paul Heyman interviewing Brock online. You know, that's a little nostalgia. And, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, speaking of nostalgia, if you haven't yet done it, you should check out the new WWE.com launch Sunday. It is phenomenal state of the art. And we have an entire classic section, whereas the fourgreatestmatches.com was behind a paywall. It is now absolutely free. There are thousands of classic videos from WWE, from AWA, from WCW, from NWA, from World Class, and, of course, ECW. Thousands, all for free, on WWE.com. Can I have my money for the last couple years that I had to pay? Um, I don't know, what was it, like five bucks a month? Billy, you want that back? Really? All right, I'll make you a deal. Next time I come to Philly, we'll go to Tony Luke's. There we go, there we go. And we talked about wrestling, we talked about exposure, and we talked about the Hall of Fame. I mentioned it last time. I failed in my campaign, Joey, to get Bill Apter into the WWE Hall of Fame. And I really do think that as a... You know, they really do need to start putting some journalists there that help put wrestling on the map, and certainly Bill was one of them, but there's got to be others, uh, you know, like George Napolitano, people that actually helped to build what we see today. Um, I think Bill Apter could go, uh, should go into the WWE Hall of Fame. I, I think also part of it, too, is that, you know, the Hall of Fame is also about marketing, and I think a lot of today's fans may not remember how important Bill was, but, you know, before there was the Internet, you know, and there's only a few, you know, thousand people reading those newsletters is that the way to be made a star was to be on the front cover 
of the the national and some international reach of the uh, the Pro Wrestling Illustrated family of magazines. And and Bill Apter, although you know people called them the the Apter mags, um, you know Bill was part of a team, but Bill was the one out in front who went to all the shows, who took the photos, and being on the front cover. You know, a lot of people would argue that. One of the reasons that Lex Luger became the main eventer is because of all the publicity he had uh, inside and on the front cover of the Pro Wrestling Illustrated family of magazines. And, and they had a huge impact before there was the Internet. And I do think Bill After at some point should be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Now, Joey, is it true that you actually ran in, in your career course? Didn't you run through PWI as part of your uh, resume there? Oh, absolutely. I was an intern uh, when I was in college. I uh, was lucky enough to get an internship at Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I learned from Bill Apter and Craig Peters and Stu Sachs, who's still there. And then that turned into a part-time paying position. I think I was making a whopping $5 an hour at some point. And uh, it was at Pro Wrestling Illustrated that I met Paul Heyman while he was still with WCW. I still have the photos of him in the Uncle Sam uh, suit. And the cover was Paul Heyman Wants You for His Dangerous Alliance. And then upon graduating college, I gave uh, Paul a call. He was only a talent at that point in Eastern Championship Wrestling. I went on to sell advertising full-time. Paul then called me to come down for a tryout. That was in June of 1993. And in September 19th, I believe, of 1993, when Paul Heyman took over as the booker of ECW, the first thing he did was to give me my break and to make me his play-by-play announcer. And uh, the rest is history. So, yes, the long answer to your short question was, <laughs> yes, I worked at Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and, and I owe so much to Bill Apter, Craig Peters, and Stu Sachs. I was going to say, Bill Apter, you can send your check in the mail to me. I just had Joey Styles in front of a national audience say that you are responsible for him being where he is right now. I spoke to Bill this week. I tell him all the time. I thank Bill for my break in wrestling all the time. When I introduce Bill to people, I say, this is the man who gave me my break in wrestling. This is the man who gave me my first job. I am proud to say it. I love Bill Apter, and I'm happy to say that we are still friends, and I talk to him regularly. And then he says, thank you very much, Joey. Can you buy me a sandwich now? <laughs> Joey, you came up you came up through the Attitude Era, through uh, the old ECW, uh, watched that whole Attitude Era, and now the uh, the modern era of... You mean the Extreme Era? The Extreme Era. I like that. I like that even better. And now you see uh, the, the PG Era, and you see all the performers today that represent the WWE product. Who, in your opinion, is the guy that's the next face of the WWE long after John Cena is, uh, is off of the forefront of WWE television? And, and CM Punk as well. Who's that guy that's going to carry the torch in the future? All right, so I don't get myself in trouble. Tell me what talents you want me to exclude from this question because you feel they're part of the current crop. So I don't get myself in trouble. So you're saying I can't say John Cena, I can't say CM Punk. Who else can I not say? Well, I would, I would just, just those two guys, uh, just those. Albert, is there anybody else that you would exclude in terms of the current performers in the WWE? No, I think that's um, it. Without getting into the long list, because I, I think we're getting into a gray area because there's some overlap, there's still some performers who are very young yeah. and in their prime. Um, I think given the opportunity, if handed the ball, Dolph Ziggler could score again and again and again and again. Yeah, I, I kind of, I, I, I thought you were going to go in that direction, and I wholeheartedly agree that Dolph Ziggler is one of those guys that I think if they did give him the ball fully, he could run with the ball. And I actually see, and Joe, tell me if I'm wrong here, but don't you see a lot of Kurt Henning and Ric Flair, kind of that nice little mix in Dolph Ziggler? 
I see a lot of great performers in, in Dolph Ziggler. Um, and again, to use an analogy, Jim Ross would love this um, when I use the football analogy. I think we've used Dolph Ziggler as a blocking fullback, similar to a Jim uh, Jim. Uh, Sorry, a Daryl Moose Johnson. Okay. I, I think what you need to do now is make him your Emmett Smith and make him your running halfback and uh, show him daylight and let him reach the end zone. That's my analogy. That's my opinion on Dolph Ziggler. I think he's absolutely that good. I think he's that good in the ring. I think he's that good at the way he carries himself. I think he's that good on promos. And I don't just mean the promos he does on TV. I mean especially when he's allowed to do promos that are not written for him when he crashes uh, Dolph uh, I'm sorry, when he crashes Zack Ryder, the True Long Island story on uh, YouTube.com slash WWE, when <laughs> Dolph Ziggler <laughs> does Ask the Heel and just jumps in there and does what he wants, I, I think he's fantastic. I can't, I can't say enough great things about him as a, as a performer. Well, you mentioned Zack Ryder, another guy who... Now, now here's the thing, Joey, and I don't want to get you in trouble, but Zack Ryder had a lot of stuff going for him. You know, he I, had that... I don't need your help to get myself in trouble. <laughs> well, I'll try not to get you in more trouble. But Zack Ryder had a lot of heat, a lot of fan uh, fan support going for him. He started that whole YouTube thing, and uh, he brought the audience with him, got back into the WWE limelight, and they kind of made... They kind of took that, went over the top with it, and now he just... You know, it, it kind of fell flat. He doesn't have the same juice that, that he had when he first came back on the scene. Don't you agree? Yeah, I, I think Zach was used as part of the storyline for Kane to get John Cena to embrace the hate, but I think uh, what you're going to see this week is that, uh, you may have already seen it, is that Zack Ryder did a very special episode, a bonus episode of a Z True Long Island story that went up on YouTube last night in which he is asking people to petition at GM SmackDown, Teddy Long, to be added to Team Teddy for WrestleMania. Um, you know, you'll, you'll see a clip of that on SmackDown Friday. Um, there's been no official decision by Teddy, but I would hope that Teddy Long would have, uh, would have the presence of mind to, to put a former tag team champion and a former United States champion on his WrestleMania team. Yeah, I, I, hey, uh, from your lips to to uh, whoever's booking that stuff, Sears now now. There you go. That that that's me walking a fine line, trying not to get into trouble and make the fans happy. Well, now listen to this. I'm not. I hope. Hope again. Again, I'm always going to qualify it. I hope it doesn't get you in trouble. But Michael Cole does a fine job, or not, announcing Monday Night Raw. Now, a lot of the fans, you see it all over the place, they want to see Jim Ross announcing WrestleMania. I want your opinion, Joey. If you're doing the announcing, the booking of the announcing team for WrestleMania, your biggest show, who's calling the biggest matches? Is that Jim Ross, or is that Michael Cole? All right. First of all, let me say that I think Michael Cole is a great announcer when he's allowed to just be a straight lead announcer. Right. Um, I do not enjoy the way he is told to perform now. I think it, it's, it's too much. I thought it was great heading into WrestleMania last year, and then there was one more match after that, and he had to kiss the king's foot, and there was barbecue sauce, and there was Eve and JR, and there was all that <laughs> stuff, and I think that should have been the end of it. So first of all, any problems with Michael Cole's performance right now is not Michael Cole's choice. He's being told to be that way. That being said... If I was putting together the announce team for WrestleMania, I would let JR call the Undertaker Triple H match because it's the end of an era, and Jim Ross was a huge part of that era. As for the rest of the show, I think it should be the Raw and SmackDown announcers of today. 
Very well put. And I will say this. I really don't have much of a problem with Michael Cole other than his egregious overuse of the term worldwide, which was, uh, I think, made famous by this show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but that's just my you know opinion. No, I never picked up on that. Uh, I, w- I will go back. It's funny because I, I just watched uh, SmackDown, the SmackDown that's going to air this Friday. Watch it ahead of time, so uh, obviously our, our content on WWE.com <laughs> makes sense. Um, I, I, I have not noticed that, but I will pass it on, and then I will have him beat the word globally to death. Yes, yes, or universal or something something else. You know, Leave worldwide to us. We don't have a lot, Joey, so, so just <laughs> give it to us, okay? Why do you need to be worldwide if you have Philadelphia? I love Philadelphia. I, I love Philadelphia, too. One of the finest wrestling markets in the entire world. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I mean, I tell you what, I I, I don't want to swear on your radio show, so I'm going to clean this up. Yeah, we're FCC but, regulated. You know, my first year going to Philadelphia every month for ECW, I thought that time stood still and that the time was was always... Get a friggin' watch. Because any time you ask somebody in Philadelphia, hey, happen another time? The answer is, get a friggin' watch. Philadelphia has been voted like the angriest, nastiest city in America I don't know how many times. And by the way, I like that. Because ECW Arena fans cheered the hunter that shot Bambi's mother, and I love them for it. <laughs> and who doesn't like a venison cheesesteak? Let's be honest. <laughs> friggin' delicious. <laughs> yeah, Joey, I want to parlay that into the fact that the WWE will be coming to Philadelphia this coming Monday night with uh, all of your superstars, along with uh, some of the other guys that are gracing the presence on your shows nowadays, like Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker and The Rock. So big show lined up for the Wells Fargo Arena this Monday, right? Uh, fantastic show. We got uh, Mark Henry against John Cena, probably the two strongest uh, guys in all of WWE in terms of pure physical strength. I mean, they could really have some fun. Also in the same ring at the same time for the first time since I don't know when, uh, and probably the last time, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and The Undertaker, truly the end of an era. Um, plus, it's Philadelphia. There's just something about being in South Philly. Just, just I don't know if it goes back to all the Rocky films. There's just something about the Philadelphia crowd. You know, and, and, and you can't put anything past them. They're not going to cheer what you tell them to cheer. They're not going to boo what you tell them to boo. They're going to cheer what they like. They're going to boo what they don't like, regardless of how you've written it. And uh, I just I love the Philly crowd. I love being in Philly. I love everything about the city. Yeah, actually, and I'll say it right here, because I live here, well, I don't really live in the city, I would never do that, but you know, I'm close <laughs> enough that I really do, I bleed for Philly. What Philadelphia. a heel you are, oh my God, did I give out your number on the air now for people who want to call in and yell? Yeah, you know what, did you see that, that happened in Rahway, Rahway New Jersey, uh, Sid Vicious no-show to show, right? Yes. And they gave his number out to the live crowd, and people were calling Sid all night long, <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, I believe, absolutely, recalling him, he no-showed. I want to say that they, I think they try to get my, my good friend Tommy Dreamer <laughs> to uh, be a last-minute uh, stand-in, but I think it just, the timing didn't work. Or, or did Tommy show up? I think that, I, he had like, Tommy had like nine shows in three days last weekend. He's the only guy I know who works more dates not being in WWE than he did when he was in WWE. <laughs> yeah, one of the hardest-working men in the business. He's the most in-demand, independent uh, wrestler out there. It is unbelievable the way he handles his business. It's ridiculous. I'm like, I try to get the families together. He's like, can't this weekend. I'm working Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I get back Sunday at like nine o'clock. I'm like, where are you working? He was in last week. He was in Calgary, 
Winnipeg. He did a, a, a double shot in New York and New Jersey the same day, and then he had another offer to work Sunday. He goes, no, I'm not. It's my uh, my twin daughter's uh, you know eight year old birthday. I'm having a party. I got to turn down. Like so, he would have worked nine shows in three days. Instead, he only worked eight. Unbelievable, Joe. Do it, you have? It's, it's unbelievable. Do you ever get uh, get offers to work the independent scene as either as an announcer or some kind of a special guest? Do you do, you do that? Uh, I get offers, but I, I can't really. I mean, uh, I can do uh, you know. I, I for you, I did a, an autograph signing. I can do appearances, but I can't appear at other wrestling events. Um, I made an exception for the last show at the ECW arena because I needed to be there. Um, I absolutely needed to be there. I did not announce the show. You know, of course, uh, I, I get asked, but I won't do that. Because uh, you know I'm, I'm a WWE employee, but and I and I made an exception for that show, but but no, I I, I can't go and announce other shows, nor nor would I. I mean, I still I still get to uh, host the history of ECW for uh, WWE Classics, and I'm going to be hosting uh, an ECW home video that's going to be released this summer. Now I do want to ask you before I'm up against the top of the hour and a break, so I got to let you go soon. But I want to ask you in closing. So what, you're, you're just throwing me off the air because it's six o'clock. I would never do that. By the way, six o'clock hour, thirteen. Like six o'clock, you got to go. That's that's really <laughs> after after I tried calling ten times and the number was busy. You know, and and then you know at six o'clock you got to go. That that is not my fault, and uh, I'm going to blame that on Wrestling Marks Eric, who uh, who uh, set you up with this appearance here today. I'm going to blame that solely on him because I I specifically gave him the back door number of the station. He gave you one of the uh, one of the on air numbers, so that's his fault, Joe. Oh, we know Eric's not comfortable with the back door now. Okay. <laughs> and that is totally fine. But I do have to say, it is the 6 o'clock hour on 1360 WNJC Philadelphia worldwide at VOCNation.com. And now that I said that, Joey, I can ask you about the WWE TV network, the WWE TV, TV network, uh, some rumblings that it's getting slow to be picked up by some of the big cable networks. Do you have any insight on when and if we might see this network and if you're going to be a part of it? Uh, I have no idea what's going on with that because I'm not involved with the negotiations. Um, I know that we're developing a lot of programming because I've been interviewed for uh, a bunch of the shows, um, and it's great programming. Uh, you know, I don't know how the negotiations are going. I don't even know who we're speaking with. Um, as far as being part of the network, I, I think, again, I'm just going to be uh, interviewed like so many other talents and uh, alumni to speak about different subjects, be it be it WrestleMania or or other personalities. But uh, to my knowledge, I won't be hosting anything specifically. Nothing specifically for the WWE TV network. Are you part of the YouTube channel that the WWE has now? That all that all that also you mentioned Jack Ryder's show. Are you part of that YouTube channel that they have going on? Not at all. No. <laughs> nope. What? So, not no. <laughs> Nobody with your internet savvy, with your media savvy, they don't want you as part of that, or do you just not want to be part of it? Oh no, I would. If asked, I would do it. I wasn't asked, and uh, it, it's 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 fine. <laughs> it, it believe me, I I like to be honest. I, I like just hosting the history of ECW. Let, let, let's be honest. That um, you know, forget being on Raw. Forget the fact that I was I was lucky enough to be a part of WrestleMania. You know, I I could do. Anything like I, I could, if 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 my career skyrocketed to the point that I became the next Rock and started major motion pictures, and you played word association with somebody and said Joey Styles, they would say ECW, and I love it like that. I only want to be remembered for the original ECW, and I love that all WWE uses me for is to host classic ECW, whether it's on TV, 
online or home video releases. I love it that way, and I've told them that, and they're happy with that, and I'm happy with that. There you go. Now, Joey... Joey and it doesn't require travel, which I'm really happy about. <laughs> so you like staying right there, stationary, right where you're at. Oh, God, I hate traveling. <laughs> I, I have not been on an airplane since August. Um, I have stayed clear of airports. Um, I still get the shakes. Uh, I'm, I'm finally going on a vacation uh, after WrestleMania, of course, because it's just been crazy launching the new site and heading into WrestleMania. So I'm finally going on a vacation. I'm getting on a plane in April, but it's taken me that long to recover from all the travel. Wow, wow. I didn't realize how much I hated it until I stopped doing it. <laughs> well, WrestleMania coming up on Sunday, April 1st. Raw coming to Philly on Monday. What is that, March 19th, Albert? Yes. March yes, 19th. And, uh, Joey, just one last thing, because I'm really going to get in trouble for not going to a break. One last thing. Is there any guy from the original ECW that you thought should have had a longer or better run in the WWE that never really got that shot? Um, I think Taz should have had a better run as a wrestler than he was given in WWE, especially when he came in the huge ovation, Madison Square Garden, choked out Kurt Angle and his undefeated streak. I, I can't imagine that anyone couldn't get behind a uh, a, a baby face who was was you know uh, who all of his opponents were, were bigger than. But you know what, Taz, being as smart as he was, parlayed that into an announcing career which continues uh, through today. But before you kick me off your show, because I, I think we're ending up, I want to remind people that you can follow me on Twitter, at Joey Styles, and I will not run down my uh, co-workers on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> now, Joey, just remember, as part of the WWE Universe, you can be galactic, you can be intergalactic, you can be universal, but only we, right here in the VOC Nation, can be worldwide. Can we agree on that? going to have worldwide you know what if it's that important to you really you know, everyone needs to hang on to something you know if, if, if you want to proprietarily have worldwide in, in wrestling you may have worldwide who am i to keep you from using world i won't use it anymore i will use global i will even tweet global i, I will i will tweet about being on the show and i will use the word global thank you you'll do that for me because it's really important yes absolutely <laughs> It will ruin my week if I hear Worldwide one more time. It's just terrible. Well, then don't watch SmackDown. <laughs> Joey, thanks so much for coming back on, spending some time with us. And uh, maybe we'll see you in Miami down at WrestleMania. Uh, you won't, but at some point you will see me down in Philly because I love going there just for the sake of going there. I want to bring my son down, teach him American history, show him the Liberty Bell. Um, so when I come down, I'll let you know, and I'll take you out for those cheesesteaks to pay you back for the whopping $50 that you're complaining about. I'm counting on it. On WWEGreatestMatches.com, you big baby. You think after's cheap. You never met me. <laughs> but thanks, thanks a lot, Joey. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me on. All right. Bye-bye. All right. 1360 WNJC Philadelphia Worldwide at VOCNation.com, universally seen every Thursday night at 8 o'clock on GoFightLive.tv. This is the VOC Wrestling Nation. We will come back on the other side, talk some more WrestleMania. We're going to have the Wrestling News Arena news and notes segment. We'll come back with all that and much more in the VOC Wrestling Nation. Hey, this is the Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Hey, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast, and I want to tell you guys all about it. 
Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet as well as Dr. John as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com and it'll take you to their Facebook page where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of Pro Wrestling Interviews. That's Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, ProWrestlingInterviews.com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9, listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts will include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hick, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Paul Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Bill After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, talking here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my... Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the <coughs> World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found the true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Uh, Bruno was a hell of a champion. Yeah. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. This is Bill After, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiants? Well, actually, it, it was uh, uh, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a loss. Did have anything to do with this? Well, yes, but the whole thing is this. If the 
rules, as I always understood them, was that you, the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out, WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro, talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation.